Okay, welcome to After Party number nine, nine. I think, right? Yeah, nine. Nine. Number nine. We're going to go over sessions 27, 28, and 29. Pretty much the the Goldham experience. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah start, starting right after uh, we had a little NKG battle and off to uh, the wall. Winter is coming. Yep. That's right. I was actually thinking Pink Floyd. Hey, that's that's even better. I have to say that I very, very much enjoyed the city of Goldham. Can you just maybe guys just never leave? <laughs> it is nice, uh, nice in the city. Yeah, luxurious. Really. Quite expensive. So yeah, we so we were. I, I believe what happened was we heard this uh, deep, loud uh, horn. Yeah, the alarm horn uh, blowing and. Yeah, well, we assume the alarm horn, yeah, and, and uh, I actually thought it was because we were uh, invading the city. Give ourselves too much credit. <laughs> yeah, we think a little highly yeah. of ourselves. But we eventually made it over to, we followed some guards, I believe they were all running uh, when the blaring of the horn was actually for the the bull that was attacking uh, at the makeshift wall, which... I'd like to, to note that I did, uh, didn't follow Falsey's lead there and actually got off of the wall and onto the building uh, when attacking until right at the end, which would have uh, saved a lot of dexterity checks. Tactics is Falsey's <laughs> middle name. Yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty good battle. We did some climbing and falling, and I think we did mm-hmm. some... Uh, it, was, it was a tough thing to bring down, considering we were... Pretty much popping arrows at it. Yeah, well, you know what's funny about that is I had envisioned you guys coming upon the bull still on, on the, the other, other side, side of the yeah. wall. Like matadors. I kind of expected you guys to just kind of follow the wall until you came to a gators or somebody somewhere. <laughs> that would have been terrifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who do you think we are? So I over... Once again, overlooked this fucking ring of jumping. Yeah, boy. (laughs) (laughs) The most mundane magical item that is used to great effect with this party. The (laughs) ring of jumping has really come in handy with walls, for sure. Well, I mean, Falzerin also... uh, You just need to have 20-foot walls. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I can only reach 16 feet. So, I mean, you... Mage mage hand can go 30. Well, you know, Gozer would bend over. I'd spring off her back, and I'd be able to reach... You know, an extra four feet or something. Yeah, that's um, true. But Falzer yep. really figured out the bull. He figured out what was going on, what was working. Yeah, shatter. I think it would have taken us a lot longer without him. We would have been screwed if we had have hit that bull at ground level. I think the its ability to turn people into stone, like see ya. We would have been that seeing been, the yeah, cleric either way. Pretty nasty <laughs> yeah. if it had gotten one of you guys. Yeah. Who do you think would be the... Yeah, I don't know if we would have had the cash. Who do you think would make the best statue? Hmm. Mr. Abs, obviously. Probably goes Mr. Uh, Abs. Well, Shaft would be the right height to lean on. That's true. (laughs) He could sit on his head. I don't know if anyone could ever budge a Gozer-sized statue, you know? That's true. Chucking statues in this episode. Four four guards on that statue. (laughs) Well, I thought what was funny about that fight... Was uh, Emily's comment about the 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 thing is called a gorgon in the monster manual <laughs> the, about it stopping and to take it to have a snack in the middle of the oh my goodness 
That's a little odd. No, it was, but I'm, I was like, I want to show them that this thing eats rocks. <laughs> I want to do something cool with it, so I just, <laughs> it just did it. <laughs> well, if it had lasted one more round, Gozer was about to jump off the wall and try and land on his back. Oh, bull riding. But it was probably wouldn't have gone well, but that's what would happen. No, geez, I'm glad that didn't happen because I don't know what I would have <laughs> so you had a, a yo-yo thuffed with you, if I remember correctly, at the time, right? He was sort of rolled up in a rope. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure where that rope came from, because I gave my one rope to Bryn, uh-huh. and then I magically had a second rope that I used to tie up thuffed. So I guess it's a little I, hand waving. Thuffed has rope. Thuffed has yeah. a rope? <laughs> thuffed comes with his own uh, chain. <laughs> I just imagine Thuft always on a leash, <laughs> and the uh, you know the end of it close to goes there at all times. So <laughs> the battle against the bull didn't scare me as a player because I was like, we're choosing to help them to try to get something out of them. But like, if this gets out of hand, we can just be like, all right, guys, sorry, peace out. Like that's that's how <laughs> I felt about it because like we would have really been screwed, like you said, if we came up upon it. And had no choice, like fighting for our own lives. We were just kind of fighting for some information, which we could have taken or left. Like, yeah, that's true. I mean, the gore damage that thing does when it gets a running start. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, luckily, the only guy we really needed survived barely. It's true. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so then we we had a pretty good conversation about what was important to do next, and uh, I think we finally decided on going to the uh, temple or to the. To get healed or to get Gozer, actually, I think I believe it was to get Thuft healed. Was the well, I think what, Gozer what sealed that was the guard was like, it's on the way, it's fine. Like Leland was just like, I'll make a decision for you guys, because <laughs> we always debate about where uh, we're yeah, going. Yeah, you're right. I I don't think Shaft would have uh, wanted to make a pit stop over uh, to to do that. Uh, he wanted to get to the mayor as soon as possible and get out of Goldham as soon as possible. Yeah. That was his drive. And, and, he, and, and you guys continued to have little side things. Let's go to the magic <laughs> shop. Let's go to the We're in the shop. city for the first Wait, time in forever. We need our stuff, man. Why did you want out so badly? You were itching. Um, I don't know if that's become quite clear to everybody yet. I but, have my um, guesses. Yeah. You know, Shaft. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I guess you'll be very happy Bryn walks out with that wood elf bow because it will come in very handy soon. No, I mean, ultimately, I'm glad because I got the goggles, yeah. right? Which I think is going to be a big benefit. Uh, now we can all see. You won't need your dark. lantern anymore. I'm still keeping that lantern. That does <laughs> sentimental value. Can Thuff see in the dark? Uh, yep. Yeah, you were kind of left out, weren't you? Um, so we go to the, so we go to the temple, there's all sorts of stuff in that, like, the way you describe the walls and the artwork and all that, I liked that, that, that painted a pretty picture, Leland. So, as they said in the episode, it's a very posh Yeah, scene. and so I'm assuming the woman is Joaquin or whoever you mentioned? What? Mother Celestia? Uh, the, that is the, the deity of worship. And she's the one that's uh, yeah. pictured on all Joaquin, these, the blonde uh, woman. Yeah, the, the gold, the golden lady. The golden lady, sorry, she I picture her She is the goddess of, like, uh, basically the goddess of commerce hmm. and now mother celestia she wants that money yeah celesta <laughs> celesta it's chef that says it wrong not john come on i'm beginning i'm beginning to wonder definitely both <laughs> it works both ways it's good so mother celesta she uh 
she wasn't going to budge on uh, on the cash. She wanted the money. You know, as a, as a healer helping out the people who just helped the city, um, she didn't care. She's pretty tough. She's getting paid to help the city. That is true. As I mean, as by the 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 rules and and testaments of the Golden Lady, Goddess Joaquin. Oh, okay, I see. Mm. Interessante. Does anyone have any theories as to why Bryn was lighting candles? I assumed it was for your dead friend. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I don't know what the two, the second one was for. So you think the first one? No, you lit three total, didn't you? Three total, but it was two different times. Oh. Hmm. No, one for your friend, a second one for the same friend, and a third one because you really (laughs) missed your friend. (laughs) (laughs) I recognize that you were doing it, but had no idea as to why. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, I pretty sure I know why. You do? Well, I assume so. I assume I have all the knowledge, I have a lot more knowledge than, than the rest of the players have. I always say I want you to remove this, and then that means that you won't remove it from the podcast, but what's my best friend's name again? I can't remember. Ciar, Ciar, Ciari? <laughs> Ciari, yeah. Sorry. Please cut that out. <laughs> Which he's like, nope, that's staying. Canon. <laughs> the first one was for Ciari, for sure. The, the second two were for my parents. Anyway, I don't know. I just was feeling it. I was, okay. Bryn was in a it, Bryn was no, in a was mood. She was some that. kind of way. Were you right, Leland? I was, yes. Uh, but of course, I would probably have said that even if I wasn't. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh yeah, totally nailed it. <laughs> well, mother, I I like Mother Celeste, but she, her voice quickly changed yeah. <laughs> and morphed. Because I was, we're like halfway through, I'm like, oh shit, I lost her voice. I'm like, I can't get it back. What, where did it go? <laughs> That's my biggest fear. I've contemplated trying to think up and create a voice for Falzerin, but to like I, all of a sudden stumble I, into. Well, well, it's f- far too far too late now. Just stay tuned. Gozer's voice has been uh-huh. all over the place. Stay tuned for session 32, listener, when Falzerin dies and has to make it. <laughs> oh, okay, that is so mean. <laughs> we're coming for you, Falzy. Falzerin's. Falzern's getting uh, eventually. powerful magics is what's happening. <laughs> Something like you think, that. You, th- you think Gozer's so? starting to like you, so. Yeah. Gozer's wizard. But yeah, I I would definitely screw it up and forget the voice or do a different voice or whatever. Yeah, don't you th- don't you think DMs are the ones that need all the pocket full of voices? Like, to have a character voice completely throughout would be really... Well, I've heard of people saying that they, you know, if they're the type of person who commutes for work, they just practice their voices on the commute when they're in their car by themselves or whatever. What? You could totally do that. Yep. Absolutely. I think Leland is. The nice thing about there being a character voice is is you know when somebody's role playing versus just Uh, talking. I mean, my voice doesn't change, but I think when I'm role playing, I do get a little bit more acty than I used to. For sure, like recording last night, I was like pounding on the desk and stuff, and then the dogs went all crazy barking and. Thought someone was at the door. The wargs. <laughs> set off the wargs. I was trying. Yeah, the little teeny six pound wargs. Yeah, I think uh, I think Bryn has uh, a different, a slight different manner to, to the way she speaks compared to you, Elena. Uh, maybe uh, yeah, some some odd inflections in in some different spots as you're conversing. Or like when you decide to role play. You get you say the person's name, so then they know. Like I'll be like blah 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 shaft right, and then like kind of aim it at them, and then they know. I don't know. Right. 
I think Emily and Gozer are pretty similar. Indistinguishable. The voice? <laughs> I mean, she said she's been all over the place. Mean? I don't know about that. Emily talk? <laughs> <laughs> Emily want Emily food comes. now. <laughs> Bedtime. Go sleep. We got went to Mother Celeste. There was a bit of a... Kerfuffle. Te- yes. Yeah. Kerfuffle. Yeah. <laughs> Good word. Um, and then we finally got introduced to the world famous Blake Lakely. Mayor Blake Lakely, yeah. The one. The I don't know one. why you guys thought it was so funny that Bryn swallowed the letter, by the way, because like, or the note. What else was I going to do with it? Yeah. I was going to say there's. Put it in my pocket? pocket. I, I, yeah, I thought you <laughs> but were going to put it in your own bust, pocket. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> if we get busted at the mayor's office or something, then there's boot. evidence in my pocket. Right? I guess. That's true. No, no. I Come on. <laughs> I it's guess like it when we're sense. kids and you eat the trident gum wrapper because we're like, yeah, it's edible. Not- <laughs> so, <laughs> what? So what happened? Say, got- say again. Was- None of you guys what? got talked into eating the wrapper <laughs> no, on the trident what? gum. Like it was just paper, right? Oh, no. I guess I was Funny. like a sucker. <laughs> there, there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So Gozer got pissed. Yeah. Didn't want to wait her turn. A little. Knocked over the statue. Mother Celeste wrote a a note to give to the guard to tell the guard to tell the mayor that we needed to pay for yeah, the that statue that was broken, correct? You pickpocketed, you picked I the, pick, the note out. Mm-hmm. But when we got to, yeah, and then ate it. And then when we got to, to, uh, to see the mayor, the guard didn't go up with us. No, he didn't. Right? So yeah. he didn't. He didn't look at the note or have anything to do with the note, right? I think I screwed up in that episode because I didn't know you took the note from the guard, right? But I think when we were in the mayor's office, I said something about, hey, where's that note? Yeah, you yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I realized after I said it that, oh, crap, I didn't know that. I figured you were just trying to make trouble. Well, so I... I was, because I, you know, actually I thought, from my perspective, you were handed a note, and you were uh-huh. supposed to give it to the mayor, and I forgot that you actually picked that note. Uh, or you, I didn't know you stole the note, so, no, that was a mistake. <laughs> no, it's just that I think, I think his character would have said, hey, where's that note? And, by the way, you, you put us in guard. a... Yeah, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I messed up. I was listening to what was happening, and I thought Bren had the note all along. I did. I, it was, I it also was my made mistake. a mistake uh, similar to that later on. We can talk about it when we get there, but it was when we were in the uh, Jiminy Eagle. Oh. Kind of. It was also kind of saved. Kind of caught it and rolled with it. Okay. Well. So so Blake, uh, we sort of went in with a bit of an attitude. And then realized uh, that uh, Shaft went yeah. in with an attitude. Well, I guess Bryn was yeah. kind of lippy hey, too. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, yeah. Gozer yeah, was I actually think, good. Yeah, Gozer was well behaved. Bryn was, um, <laughs> what's the word? Uh, imitating and mocking Blake Lakely. Right. Falzern was embarrassed. So I, I think behavior, she's to be quite frank, really not good at impressions, but really can nail Blake Lakely. <laughs> <laughs> so she's gonna... yeah, you, you wish you could nail Blake Lakely. Oh, okay. Blake Lakely wants to nail Blake Lakely, all right? <laughs> yeah. That is 100% true. 
No, I, I think Shaft was upset because we just spent all that time finally getting there to talk to the mayor, and he really had no additional information whatsoever. He had a lot of extra actually information no help. for you. What he are you was... talking about? No, not... He just said, well, I've already told you everything. And he was going <laughs> to give you a bunch of shit, but you decided to get Gozer yeah. healed. He said he was... The paladins are searching for something. We didn't know that before. Yeah, we did... Yeah, we did know... We did learn that after a number of... After we started kissing his ass... I believe he started giving us a little bit more information, right? Well, you were very standoffish with him. Bryn definitely. As you always yeah, are in every interaction. You said the same thing with Mother Celesta. You're like threatening her with six fucking Who, city guards in the church. You're threatening the priest of, of the of the church with Gozer destroying the whole fucking place. Or, or else. Who, me? Yeah, yeah you. you, you, you <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I was just telling her. I was just telling you said I was telling her heal Gozer or she's fucking everything up. That's a threat. Well, she was yeah. she was she was already fucking. I realize up. that, but you think and I said you think Mother Celeste. You know how old Mother Celeste is. You think she's gonna kowtow to four fucking punks walking into her <laughs> church, wrecking her shit that the city probably paid for. So all I was telling her was all I was saying to her was. Hey, that statue costs far more than that hundred gold pieces that were short. Well, that's not. You'd she be wouldn't be the off. one replacing it. You'd be better it, off though, just so. healing her. It's the it's the principle. It's the principle. There's a cost for her services, and she's not going to bow. Are we that. on the after party or the uh, the tea hut <laughs> podcast? <tea-hut. laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, do you feel better after releasing that rant? Sweet release. <laughs> I just you're lucky. Celeste wasn't wasn't. Shaft still definitely kind to you. approached the mayor wow. wrong. Bryn mocked a little bit. Okay, yeah, yeah. She was a not. Little bit. She was also aware he was holding out on yeah, us. You dropped your price by a thousand gold. You just cost yourself a thousand gold. I don't think that thousand gold is gonna matter. <laughs> well, by the end of it, he certainly loved you guys, anyways. <laughs> Ultimately, we all sort of did the right thing and started kissing his ass. Yeah, we actually worked fun. together. It for was once. so fun playing Blake Lakely and you know fluffing him up. I thought that was funny. <laughs> that that could have went so wrong. It could uh, have. Yeah, it could have. You're I ripping rolled him off like right perfectly. <laughs> just kept rolling perfectly, <laughs> and you guys backed me up. Which like playing it was fun, and then listening back was like awesome. It was one of my favorite episodes. I love it. Like Blake Lakely is a really funny character. Which uh, maybe you should talk a little about. Blake Lakely, Leland. I don't know if we've talked on Mike about... Uh, no, I don't think we, we have. Uh, Blake Lakely is a favorite NPC of mine. He and the voice. He's very much the same character in every campaign that I put him in. Uh, he actually originated from a game of Fiasco, I think it was. And uh, that was where he was born, and he continues to live and thrive and <laughs> topping RPG genres. Is his, and is his personality <laughs> always the same? Is he always very self-absorbed and vain? Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, can't decide whether or not he wants to talk in a third person yes. or the first person. Flip flop all over the place. Yeah, I, I like Blake Lakely, you, and I've yeah, been waiting for so long because to get the, the golden, so yeah. you bust him out. I think for finally meeting him, that was, like, a really good scene that none of us, like, at any moment, one of us could have wrecked it, but it just worked, and it was really good. Yeah, what if we killed Blake? Couldn't have scripted what it better. What if we killed Leland's beloved Blake Lakely? I Has mean, Blake, 
Still Has a Blake possibility, ever guys. Been killed in a campaign? Um, I think he actually died in that fiasco game, but otherwise, he's, we could still uh, kill him. no. I mean, <laughs> I'm he's up a mo- for hire. He's immortal. <laughs> yeah. RPG goals. Yeah, so that was a good interaction. Then we went back, got healed up a little bit. Gozer had, uh, what, uh, her max hit points no, returned? No, Gozer, well, yes, but Gozer didn't get healed. She just had Hers the, lifted. Um, yeah, got restored. So she still was down on hit points at this point. Like, I'm, like, almost constantly down on hit points. Except yeah. for when we first wake up in the morning. Uh, did, are you back to your normal max yet, or no? After normal that? max, yes. Okay. Actual up to that right now, no. Currently, where we left it, I'm But, down. like, she doesn't get to the max. You have your full max hit points, um, like, available yes. to yeah. you once you've successfully long rest, which maybe never. <laughs> someday. Someday we'll get there. <laughs> Yeah, that's another thing. Like the last five sessions have been just this one, uh, one day. <laughs> like from like literally like yeah. from you when you left the grung in session twenty four and beginning of twenty five, you woke up like on the outside of the forest, right, and started trekking to Goldham, <laughs> and until yeah. the end of twenty nine, that's all one day. One very long day. Yeah, and it was one recording session. Uh, it was, it was kind of crossed over two of them, I think. Actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, after that we went to magic, magic, magic! Shaft was right? really happy about that, eh? I was not happy about that he at was all. Shaft like was not dying. But, uh, but no, I, I knew that Faldron really wanted to go check it out. So, I agreed. Well, and you, and I stood at you the guys door. were looking for, for more of those cubes too, right? Yeah, that's yes. true. If they were going to be purchased, purchasable anywhere, it would be a magic, magic, magic. <laughs> that's right. So, yeah, what did everybody pick up there? Well, as is usual, it seems, as a, an ongoing trend, Falzern gets just <laughs> Get shafted. shafted. <laughs> yeah. This time it wasn't shaft. Um, actually, I don't, I don't know if shaft has ever been the cause of me getting ripped off. It's usually a, a Gozer and Bryn show. But this time, Thuft played a role as well. Oh, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Thuft was an innocent buyer. It was Gozer's fault. He didn't want that brooch anyway. He didn't ask I for suppose. it. Thuft didn't ask for it. He, it was a gift. That's true. Given to him by but his, he didn't by his king. he did acknowledge. Remember when he got the short sword and he's like, I've never got a gift before. <laughs> like, I, I just, just gave, gave you a brooch. <laughs> I know. I totally just. <laughs> I don't know. I was wrapped up in looking up stupid magic items because you guys out. continue to. <laughs> Because we kept shopping. Magic, women magic, be magic. shopping. <laughs> women, I, I picture women be I I picture Falzern walking into the magic store, his eyes are big and he's a, <laughs> finally I get to see he goes, Hey, what do you have? And then Gozer walks up, I want that. Boom. And then <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Red walks exactly up and he's sorta of, he's pushed back in the corner like, What the hell? I just you know, I, I yeah, I'll just wait. Everybody puts Falsy in the a corner. A single tear just like slowly <laughs> well, what, rolls down his cheek. What the heck is Falsy going to do with a brooch of intimidation? Come That's on. That's true. I, I'm not likely going to try and intimidate someone. <laughs> I did remember after that play session that I keep forgetting that I can um, craft uh, spell scrolls. And that would have been my opportunity to buy... Much some, needed some components, components. Yeah. for the spell scrolls, uh, but eventually, eventually, I'll make a, you know, scribble down how to cast Mage Hand on a piece of paper. Tell us what you did get at Magic, Magic, Magic. I finally got 
Well, this is something, it's been an on and off relationship with me and the bag of holding. Yeah. When it was initially offered to me, I was like, why do I want that? I don't care about holding lots of stuff. But then, you know, we've had some, I don't know if it's on mic or off mic. I've been kind of convinced that maybe a bag of holding will be useful. So I was happy to get that. You could put all your rocks in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's only five (laughs) pounds worth of rocks. (laughs) <laughs> um, but I also got 10 health potions which I think will be very useful for Falzerin given his squishiness and I got rid of the manual of flesh golems which... Falzer doesn't currently know you have 10 health potions does she? yeah let's keep it that way <laughs> yeah I guess Gozer and Bryn both don't know that there was some like metagaming going on so in I'm our not... last recording where someone wanted Falzern's health potions, but they wouldn't have known he had any. Oh, uh, I knew. I knew he had them because I was in the room when he bought them. Oh, okay. Okay. I either wasn't on uh, wasn't on mic for that. Or well, we lost that. all of that recording, so well, <laughs> some of it. It's we'll get to just that. Just <laughs> in the wind. Don't remind me. Yeah, that was painful. Um, hopefully, that doesn't happen tonight. <laughs> <laughs> What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the manual flesh golems. I'm not sure if that's like... can't believe you got rid of that. Well... I can't believe it. Yeah. It was a very... Po- it was something that was too powerful for me to use at the time. Although, you know, I probably... I, I guess I potentially could be able to use it in the near future. I don't know. No, so you... Um... You actually, I, th- I think it was on Mike, you did misspeak about the power level you needed. You need to have a fifth level spell slot. Oh, which right. not be fifth not a level. level five. Which yeah, equates so to a level nine wizard. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So I'd yeah. be hanging. Yeah. I mean, makes sense to me to get rid of it. Right. What are you going to do with on it? The one, yeah. On the That's one true. hand, it's a really powerful thing. But I mean, considering that... where you found it and who's you believe it to be, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you want that on that you. Too. That's the other thing is like, do I want to give it to some random shopkeep who maybe knows? Uh, you know, you know the owner of Magic Patch and Magic. Come on, well, that's right. Yeah, we owner. got his name now, owner. <laughs> and if he is the same owner, he would know Isabella because he said he did. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, do Sardo? A- I don't believe he ever did. Sardo had mentioned that Izzy uh, had okay. popped into his shop once in a while. Okay. I potentially just allowed for Isabella, if if she's the owner of that, to get that manual back. Kill another magic store owner. I was gonna say if you if you the next city you get to and you see magic 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 is under new ownership, well, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. So let's talk about this this owner guy. Is he like? Are there multiple clones? Is there like a dimension thing where he can pop into any store where somebody's in there? Is he like at a hive mind? We Do you think Leland uh, actually look knows? The curtain. I'm curious. I, I asked, I think in, in the game, does he look and sound exactly like the last one that we talked right. to? He acts as if he's and seen he us before. Yes. And the answer was yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure he made um, a subtle comment to Falzerin that made it seem like. He made a couple. He made, he, yeah. recalled, he made one to Gozer as well. Yeah. yeah. So he, he recalled our prior interactions in di- a different city. So seems to me mm-hmm. like he's one and the same. And why wouldn't he give you his name? So weird. There's a lot of power <laughs> in a name. 
<laughs> I have said. to say, I have to say, that NPC's voice is like my favorite voice to do. <laughs> I fucking love it. Well, well, well. <laughs> I really like doing that voice. Like, I want to make a, I want to make a PC that has that Selden drawl. I love the fact that he does the whole like looks at you out of the corner of his eye from the side <laughs> and is like eyes you up and he's like, I think I know what what would be good for you type thing. That's hilarious. It's a nice touch. I like the cut of your jib. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I do have a question. If Falzern would have went in with the book, sold it up a little bit, and said, what would you give me for yeah. it? Yeah. What, what would you have valued that book at? Uh, wow. I really don't even know. <laughs> like gold-wise, you mean? Yeah. I mean, he's selling it. He's, yeah. And, I'm, and I'm it's pretty very powerful. I'm pretty sure it is at least a rare item. Although the manual of Flash Golems is not the most uh, potent manual of golems you can get or that exists. So it actually may be uncommon, but yeah, I think you you got a little undersold on that one a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was curious. Is it is it 10,000? Is it uh, 20,000? I'm just curious as to what he would have, if we would have asked the number, if Falzer would have asked the number up front. Rather than say, hey, well, and I don't know trade. how Falzer would have known that, though. Well, yeah, like, that's exactly yeah. that's, so, that is. the interaction exactly right. did seem like fairly smooth as far as like what we would have known as characters, so or what he would have known. Well, and and the economy is based on whatever the economy is, right? right. I mean, exactly. Goldum is probably different than Zexa, and and not only that, just what this world is. Right. I was just curious as if there was a, a value that you had placed on. I I didn't have like a gold value on it, no. Yeah, I um, I always forget to do, and maybe I should be, maybe I shouldn't be. I don't know. I don't know if Falzern would, but I forget that I could be making like making use of either either trying to sell things, um, more like Shaft does, or making checks to see if I feel like people are feel like i trust what people are saying like when i ask what when i say you know what what's this worth what do you give give me for it but I mean, that in, might be in, in character insight checks too. are your friend yeah but that's exactly right yeah i don't know if falls are going to be the type that would be doing that all the time or not i mean i guess but the, th- the thing the thing about an insight check is it's not really something you do in right. character right it's, it's an innate yeah, exactly. Thing. It's I don't think it's really something that Falzern would decide to employ. No. It's right. really just noticing the mannerisms of whomever it is you're speaking to and picking up on maybe some subtle clues that they may be bad or good at masking or showing. Right. So I don't think I don't think asking to do an insight check is out of character for anybody. Right. Yeah, because it Okay. Character, you know, in in the world that we're in, characters don't do an insight check. They just have an innate ability to have varying degrees of insight. I mean, if, to... if, the, if the magic owner has a, a shit poker face, then you'll <laughs> yeah, you'll be able to tell, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think he maybe he didn't even really know what he you had on your hands. Well, I mean, right. I, just... I still got a decent amount of stuff for it. I mean, it, I mean, you got a thousand gold worth of stuff out of it. It's unfortunate if it, if it had been worth. Five or ten thousand, but at the same time, 
I thought of it afterwards. Like, you know, I think you made a comment about that it was probably worth a lot more, more than, than that, what yeah. I got for uh, yeah, it. Yeah, uh, it would probably be somewhere between five. I and think 10, Leland cackled and said you but, got ripped off as well. Um, <laughs> 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 he had that evil laugh about him. I was like, dang, that's mean. Which is okay. I mean, I took that sword in, and I was going to keep that sword and give it to somebody because it's cursed, right? And and use it as something. But I thought, here's a great opportunity for me to be able to get something I need, like the goggles or the boots. So basically, I was selling it up as a great weapon, and then selling the curse as a benefit, right? And then say, this is the only two things that I want if you don't have them out of here. Because that's that's all I cared about. If not, I was going to save that and use it at a different time. But that sword may be worth far more than what those goggles are. But I don't care because I want the goggles and I right. didn't need the sword. Mm-hmm. And to your point, you've got the things that you wanted. So that's true. what the yeah. values right. were is irrelevant. Well, yeah. And and, and exactly the, it, the manual is worth whatever you sell it for, right? I mean, if you can't find anyone else to buy it at 5,000 gold pieces, then it's not worth anything to you. Yeah. That's exactly right, yeah. And, like, I was thinking, as a DM, like, you do kind of have to control how much gold is freely flowing out to the characters, because then it can break the game if they just have unimaginable amounts of wealth and can buy whatever they want to make their characters overpowered with all sorts of crazy things. Yeah, but, I mean, you get all types of things you can regulate. I can regulate what he physically has in the shop, and, you know. Yeah, that's true. If the items aren't available, it doesn't matter how much gold you have. I mean, one thing I'm hoping is that when we go to one of these magic, magic, magic stores that we get presented at some point in time with something we really want that's 30 or 40,000 gold pieces or something to make Ooh. make make Shaft want to go, I need to get some cash because I want that. Hashtag mm-hmm. goals. Yeah. I want that. Right? But yeah. I want, I want maybe, that. I want that. Maybe the, the real mystique behind magic, magic, magic is when you walk in. You get what you need, not what you want. Oh. Nah, that can't be it. (laughs) I think, I don't know how prepared you were for this magic shop, but Bryn's bow, like, she needs that. I think that's pretty sweet. The bow is sweet, yes. But so that, that bow I actually had in a batch of magic items for you to find somewhere else that you decided Uh. not to go. So... The cave, the goblin it was, cave. It was something that I was like, "Oh, this would be cool," and Bryn would. This would be great for Bryn. That'd be cool. Kind of thing, so. Yeah, I like that. I don't have to have it out using it in combat type thing. I just have to be attuned to it. Yeah, then, yeah. Because like that really. I is would probably. For yeah, I mean, I would probably say like you have to have it on your person. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right, but yeah, no, you don't have to be wielding it or, or whatever to get its benefit. Here's a new sign for you, Emily. Sorry, or uh, magic, 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 you get what you need. Hmm. Not yes. what you want. <laughs> you can't always get what you want. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so something that's been kind of on the back burner for a while that I think we've talked about quite a bit, but never on mic, is the potential of having listeners write in or get in touch with us however they want to and suggest potential maybe interesting potions that do interesting things or interesting a sword or a bow or armor boots or whatever you can think of that have something unique that Leland can use to sell to us next time we end up at a magic 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 yeah or find somewhere maybe 
Or yeah, finding a chest to the side of the road that's not guarded by any bad guys. I like guys. that option better. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Le- Leland <laughs> wants to drop drop chests on every silver platter, every please. kilometer on the path. That'd be all right. <laughs> Big arrow pointing here, <laughs> here, 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 here. Magic <laughs> items, listener magic. Here, 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 listener <laughs> magic <laughs> items. So yes, listener, we would love to hear your suggestions for magic items. Yeah, think up something, uh, and please creative. give them a, give them a, a drawback because I really can't just or, hand out or don't. super powerful things. Give them like six <laughs> drawbacks, one good thing. Yeah, oh, like one say, kind of drawback? good thing. I I will give credit to to where the original idea came from. It's uh, another RPG podcast where they do it. They primarily do it, I think, as beers that they can get when they're yeah. in a tavern. Right, it serves more of a purpose of of shout outs for. People that take the time to write in and kind of right, write. right. Can we yeah. call them fans? I think we can call it's, people uh, fans. Yeah, I'm sure that you meet in a tavern are huge fans of us. No, I mean listeners. <laughs> instead of saying listeners, it's a fan shout out. Gosh. Anyway, yeah, I think that'd be fun. Blake Lakely has. And I'm inter- I'm curious to hear what what people can think up. <laughs> uh, what you know, creative stuff they can think of. Only items for Bryn, please. Thanks. Well, after magic, magic, magic. Or I guess well, you I mean, guys well, kind of split was, up, didn't you? Yeah, there was a little... They went to the weapons store, I believe. Weapons, weapons, weapons! I decided to name that myself. Thanks. <laughs> it's actually pronounced weapons, weapons, weapons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> From the nasally little gnome that runs the weapons, weapons, weapons. I did like that voice. I wonder if uh, we could maybe do most of this shopping off mic. I don't know if it's good for the listener or not. <laughs> I was thinking of that. I was like, oh, another shopping episode. <laughs> like, I think, the, I mean, the last one we had was the last Magic, Magic, Magic. I think that was session 10. <laughs> we could. I think you, I think you have to do it on mic because you don't know who you're, who's going to get stabbed. You don't know who's going to steal yeah, stuff. I mean, true. it's it's not like we we're should just at the very least shopping. record it and then it could be scrapped. And condensed and summarized if it. Well, and honestly, boring. it is a it is a chance for us all to role play together too. Really, in a in a non crises situation, really, I guess. Yeah. We like to create our own crises. Yes, you do. Theft <laughs> <laughs> really helped me at weapons, 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 because apparently I got like face value for my bow. I don't remember what I paid <laughs> yeah, for it, totally so I'm did. like, dang, I don't know. But uh, the Gozer was jealous of Thuft after that, and how much attention you were giving him. <laughs> yeah, you're all of, oh, Thuft, you're coming with me now. <laughs> like, wait a second. He did look to you to say, like, King, is it okay? Um, <laughs> he knows I, I really was running low on gold, so like, it's, it's not like I want two longbows around anyway, but I was, like, pretty scared that I would sell my longbow, and then Magic, Magic, Magic would be like, well, sucks to be you, I sold it, or, like, the price is doubled, and then I be screwed so it was kind of a risk i took but does he really seem that untrustworthy i don't understand it he's the nicest person you have met in aspara yet i don't i don't know except for chucky if it's that i don't trust him poor uh, chucky i was gonna say i don't know if it's that i don't trust him leland it's that i don't trust you because you would find it you would find it interesting and funny to (laughs) jack up the price on me I really hope Chucky's not dead, and if somebody does kill Shaft at some point in time, I want it to be, be Chucky. Chucky, <laughs> Chucky yeah. comes back with no <laughs> hands. need to find a Chucky quote. need a good Chucky Yeah, we do quote. need a Chucky quote. Yeah. Actually, we got to go go back to the well and draw from those older episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Citizen. Yeah. 
No, that's the Arcanist. Well, they're one, and back, people. one in the same. <laughs> one in the same people. Uh, I can't believe I had no clue for the longest time who the Arcanist was. <laughs> well, and he also didn't know Isabella was bad for way too long. That as was well. so long ago. That feels I'm, ages ago. So yeah, ago. I'm crazy. still not convinced Isabella's bad. Oh, really? Geez. She's misunderstood. Oh my gosh! Bill. Necromancy kind of has, has a bad rap. Take your head out of your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or take your head out of Izzy's ass. <laughs> he just learned what flirting was, and now he's taking advantage of it. <laughs> yeah, oh, come on. Man. You guys have all been in your teens at one point. <laughs> <laughs> so what else happened at Weapons? Nothing else really. Yeah, nothing. No, it's just kind a, of a shopping spot. episode. But uh. Yeah. Yeah, we want to, next time we have a shopping episode, it'll have to make it to air because we're going to have listener items, so. Oh, yeah, that's true. Damn it, listener. We have to shout out to our fans. I like to pretend <laughs> I have a fan. I don't know. I'll be your fan. Okay, I listen thanks, to the episodes. I can be your fan. Yeah. I'm a fan of yeah. us, you know. I could take it or leave you. I don't have uh, paintings <laughs> of myself, like, uh. <laughs> like, 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 like. Oh, it's a lovely portrait. You look so mm. svelte. Yeah, I mean, we're also accepting uh, fan art these days. Lately, there's been some oh, fan yeah, art Oh, yeah, we've had around. a couple of pieces of fan art. Oh, I'd love to see some fan art of Blake Lakely. Oh, that would be so oh, good. Oh, yeah. All right, listener. Yeah. You guys got to draw Blake Lakely. I picture, like, Johnny Bravo a little bit. like A little bit. Maybe a little older. He's older. Okay. I picture that yeah. swoopy hair. Very, yeah, and, like, very Johnny Bravo-ish. And the That's hilarious. shoulders. Like the... The triangle shape, you know? I mean, maybe in his youth, but now he certainly has a pot belly. He's got a pot yeah. belly? Okay. You know what, actually? You know oh, what yeah. you what you think of uh, um, the sheriff cut out from Sheriff of Nottingham? But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Without, yeah. But no mustache. Um, I was going to say, that's this, not a little pot mustache. belly. Yeah, and like blondish, turning white, gray hair. Yeah. Very nice. So what do you, what do you think the people of Goldham think of Blake Lately? I mean, the guards sort of rolled their eyes when we sort of, you know, kissed his ass a little bit and we walked out. I believe I gave him the finger. They hate yeah. him. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, they you think they hate him? Yeah, I don't know. They um, don't. They are sick of his crap, I think. He's certainly prospering, or at least it makes it appear that way based on his. I have a feeling he gives the orders. He doesn't do so, the work, you know? You know, if the, yeah, if so the citizens are not living comfortable lives i could see how they uh, i don't think they are like are the city pretty is pretty disheveled off. on yeah, the outskirts yeah that he's living in the lap of luxury and you know could he just be a figurehead and somebody else is running the town behind the scenes i think that's scenes? a possibility that's what i think or he he's a you know he's a pawn in a much bigger there's a lot going on that i haven't been able to share with the party yeah. recently i think so it's possible that he, well. he could you know just be Sitting in that place and doing what he's told. Um, you you know, don't I, think Blake Lakely has amazing business acumen? And it's just like this. No. <laughs> no. I think he was born don't into a. Think about it. I think he was born into like a legacy family of, of of ruling. I think there's a possibility there's something going on behind the scenes with Blake and uh, maybe. Do tell, Mister Abs. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. I don't have any more information than you guys do, but I think, you know, I don't know. He gave us one good piece of information, I believe, out of that, that whole interview. He gave us um, four items. 
I mean, was that <laughs> he did he did say that that the paladins were searching for something. Yeah, that, that's so definitely theoretically. Me. I think those towers are not really a wall. I think think of it as you build a tower, you power it, and then it's it's looking for something, maybe underground, sucking all the energy out of the out of the ground, and then when it's when they don't find what they're looking for, like in the Falaran Forest, they just shut it down and move to a new location, and they're they're moving from the south to the north. That's uh, that's what Shaft believes, yeah. and I will bring that up in another in a. Yeah, I think episode. you need to propose that theory on Mike to Bryn. Yeah, yeah, I think that's. I mean, that's that's what I'm sur- I'm getting from what he said and what he said only. That's that's really the. The only thing I think we have to go on and why these towers are there. Yeah, and not much else uh, really makes sense. Like, Up what's to this the point, point of these yeah. towers? I guess they do form an effective barrier because if you go, ne- we now know that if you go near them, your you, face melts without off. Without one of those um, cubes, bad stuff happens. I mean, I picture it as your face melting off. I don't. Yeah, Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. This is really a bar. Yeah. Maybe Samuel Coltis just really needs a big ass nightlight and he just <laughs> is afraid <laughs> of the, the dark. dark. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Sam. Every uh, despot has his flaw. Right. Just wait till you get to meet him. He's just misunderstood. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. See, Sam Coltis is like the brains behind all this. We've only had run-ins, like we've said, with the guards and sort of grunts of the paladins. So I'm I'm a little bit nervous to meet that dude. I don't think it'll go as smooth as with head. Blake. Yeah. Maybe it could be completely insane. Maybe it's Isabella who's the one who's turning all the gears. Oh gosh. And Sam But you said she's not bad. Yeah, oh, Mr. Right, yes. Mr. She could still be good. <laughs> Well, you really don't know what they're trying to do, so it could be something good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think we mentioned that too. Yeah, we what could, if they're the good the guys, guys and Blake's the bad guy? Like, we don't know. I don't know. All right. So we pretty much wrapped up by going and to the inn and and no, no, no. You had Falsy right? talk to Izzy again. Yes, there was. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she tried to insisted. have it sound like it's a bad connection. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. funny. That was you do know I created gracefully this. pulled off by Falzern. That was uh-huh. funny. Yeah, that was good role play. And then for I sure. did a little bit of flirting with her. Yes, Mister. Which Abs. she bought 100. percent Okay, okay. Uh-huh. Quite honest. Do you honestly think that she bought in the moment? Did of you think that course. she bought that? <laughs> wow. Okay, Falzern. You and Blake have a lot more in common than I think <laughs> than you think. Uh, um. Before we leave the office scene real quick, you guys off mic, we decided to give Bryn inspiration, right? Yes. Yeah, so just to mention that to listener, I got inspiration for sneaking the items from behind the desk there. Uh, Yeah, it kind of happened Does one of us have to award it? Or is it... It's like the group's awarding it, so... Okay, so the five five checkboxes are for... It's it's, uh, amongst all of us. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's party... I forget which check we're at, but I mean... This is the first. This is technically the very first first one. The first that we've awarded, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that sounds good. Anyways, back to... We remembered! Despite him pulling that rule 15 sessions ago. (laughs) 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 Which kind of, I mean, like, what's... There would be nothing existing in in this world that 
I would be used to using that would create static like that. <laughs> <laughs> walkie-talkie. Like, yeah, walkie-talkies, uh, ham radios, none of that exists. But anyway, I just, I was very curious, like... We don't need to talk about that. Shaft, you were, like, so antsy to get the heck out of there and, like, so annoyed right. that we were shopping, but then you, like, insisted on him calling. Like, what was Shaft's reasoning for that? I, I think the listener will know. I mean... Leland, at this point, do you think we bring this up in the in the this after party episode? Because we're not really there, right? Um, not yet. We could. I think we could now discuss. Uh, one, we can discuss fully um, your scene in end of twenty six, probably right. Well, I mean, you better be well, sure. Well, maybe not. Maybe you're be giving us too much information. She didn't tell that to us. In these episodes, it yeah, was our recording last this night. This is true. That's what I was yeah. saying. We should probably yeah. do the next after. Yeah. We can, okay. Yeah, we'll talk. Yeah. We'll talk about the ritual next after party. Yeah. I, why did you decide that we could stay the night though after being so antsy? Just because we needed. I think to I rest? said. I think I said on Mike. I think the safest place at this point is probably in town behind all the walls yeah. and having guards around. Okay. Uh, yeah, you'd think. Yeah. So you started yeah. spying gargoyle shadows. I'm sure. I mean, the we don't know about that just yet. Those. Yeah, yeah, and it was um on Mike Leland. It's on Mike. You were like, "Yeah, you're gonna get a long rest, so you might as well burn your last spell slot, Faldrin." <laughs> I did I, say that. To identify Aldrin, these yeah. items. Items for I did her, say like that, yeah. Bryn, Bryn's getting now like I'm a sorry, little bit before less you annoyed. continue. Yeah, yeah. That is going to sound a lot worse. <laughs> And like I'm setting Falsy up to, for something that I was not intentionally trying to do. Plans were in motion, but you did say what you said is all I'm saying. Everything that happens after these episodes is, is strictly a result of the choices the party has made. Uh-huh. Well, maybe more so choices that individual party members have made or yes. not made. As is usual, Falzerin is an innocent bystander that gets dragged through the mud. It's... The, I did it's the friggin' wagon all over again. <laughs> I did use you for identification. Like Bryn felt a little bit bad that she was like making you identify all this stuff, but also like Did she though? I was paying for I our hotel like room and it was not cheap. Okay? <laughs> our hotel room was not cheap. The the feather two beds. beds were quite two, nice. Two feather beds. I will admit. The two feather beds. Softest feather bed I've ever been in. <laughs> Yeah, so we I had the chat with Isabella, and then we went to the Jiminy Eagle. Um, and we identified some things. Yeah, there were a couple of things that I identified in the crowded inn. And, uh, now, when we were at the table, did, did we get to find more stuff that we didn't know about coming out of the bag? Uh, no, because I took Falzerin back to our room. That's yeah, did, why I... Did you guys hear that? No, we only knew... We knew about two things. You know about two, two out of four things. things. Because I, that's when I was like, okay, we'll share a room. And it was mostly because I was trying to get Falzern to identify these things for me. Okay. Like, secretly. Yeah, I knew there was the horse and then the, the little rocks. The barking stones. Yeah, so stones. you know about the Equinulus potion and the bag of barking stones. Yeah, so that's almost drank the horse potion. And then um, you do, in later <laughs> recordings, Shaft, you guys learn about my bone earplugs. The earplugs of the billet. Earplugs of the billet. Because I use them. Uh, spoilers. Anyway, I use them. 
And that was kind of where I sort of started metagaming and kind of caught myself because I had heard that Shaft saw the shadow of a um, gargoyle. gargoyle. And so when I told Bryn to put the earphones in, part of me was... Part That's of me was thinking, oh, maybe she'll hear the She'll hear gargoyle. something like on the roof or something. But then I was like, crap, Falzern doesn't know that. So I sort of saved it by like jumping up and down and being like, can you hear me? And Oh, I didn't notice that. I was hoping That's that... I didn't, I didn't catch it either. No, me neither, I was hoping actually. that it would just stop at that and, and oh, she no, would no, take no, them no. out. Hold on. I have it specifically written down. Everyone knows about the Barking Stones and the Badger. The only one that knows about the inquiculous potion. That's what I thought. And the earplugs is yeah. me. No, we, no yeah. you should. No, Gozer was going to drink it. Yeah. Yeah, Thuff wanted How? it too. You, sh- you show- I think you showed everything to everybody. Really? No. Yeah. I, no, we didn't see. I don't think we saw the. I have it written down as Falzern only knows the. I have that written down too. So the what equin- did you have, Leo? The quinculus potion and earplugs. <laughs> with, uh, I identified them later. Maybe they saw them, but I identified. I don't know. Anyway. I thought Thuft had pulled the cork out. Yeah, okay, it. that yeah, right. is totally true, it. but then why do I have it written like this? Well, that's because, that's because, yeah, you, you were right. Falsey identified two things at the table and two things in the room. So the effects of which Shaft and Gozer don't know what all four of them do. Uh, right. Okay, But I so, believe everyone knows all four items exist. Okay, well... I thought she had hidden, the, kept hidden the earplugs. The earplugs yeah. I thought were hidden, but I, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I'm fairly certain. Yeah, maybe. The earplugs. Yeah. So that's the only thing I. Hit. I mean, it's not like we can go back and listen or anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> or that you know any of us did before we recorded this. Yeah, I did. I Whoops. just have a terrible memory. Anyway, the earplugs will come in very handy. Yeah. Soon. So that pretty much wraps up all those three recordings. Nobody have any questions or anything we want to get to? Before? Uh, we're, at, we're at an hour already. Up the help action. So when okay. we were scaling the wall originally to get into the city, and Gozer was at the bottom, everybody else was at the top, and Thuft was still unconscious, and I had him tied up in the rope, and you guys were going to pull him up, mm-hmm. and Shaft was going to help Bryn pull him up. And by the book... Somebody helping somebody else, somebody else gets advantage on their rule. Right. But that's not what It's not did. what I know. Can you read so, exactly what the book says you have in front of you? I do. You can lend your aid to another creature in the completion of a task. When you take the help action, the creature you aid gains advantage on the next ability check to make it makes to perform the task you are helping with, provided that it makes the check before the start of your next turn. And then there's stuff about when you're fighting and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's what applies to what we were doing. Yeah, and uh, it does. Rules is written apply. Yeah, but that's going to be more. That's going to be more of a on the call thing that I do because one. Okay, so it's two people. Okay, and this for this to use this exact example. Example: two people pulling something on a rope just because one guy says, "Yeah, I'll help you." Doesn't mean that they actually do help. So I look at it more as situational, the practicality of it. And whether or not trying to lift something, someone just holding a rope doesn't necessarily just help, right? That's kind of the way I look at it. I mean, totally, ultimately, it's your call. It's what you want to have. Right, right. But no, it is important to point out that that isn't as per written how the help action works. But also, you kind of look at the wording in that um, 
it does apply well a lot of rulings that you read in the book does break it down into actions because it needs to apply to both combat and outside of combat situations and sometimes in the difference between the two scenarios something gets lost in translation i feel which is where interpretation comes in okay who was that from someone that was from emily that's from listener Emily. <laughs> I think that I think there has been a, at least one other instance where I've done a similar thing. With help? Yeah, I think so. I think so. It must not have known. We don't know yeah, what we're talking maybe about. Not, maybe not. We think. I've got one uh, that's primarily directed at you, Leland. It's from Matt Fitzgerald on uh, Twitter. He's asking about how you assign a sp- experience for us um, strictly just on the enemies that we kill or on puzzles or i think he means like things that we solve yeah yeah um and then he also asked about levels being defined based on total xp in the player's handbook which i answered him and said yeah they there's a chart that says you know this much xp gets you this level and that sort of thing in the player's handbook yeah every level has a has an xp threshold so for you uh, um granting us experience i think we've chatted about it a little bit off mic yeah, it's um, it's kind of a hybrid between straight experience and doing what's called a milestone leveling system, both of which are laid out in the Dungeon Master's Guide. Okay. Um, basically, you know, if you accomplish something, that's where the milestone would be would come in, right? And you were awarded as such, maybe something large enough to could award you an entire level. Whereas I still dole out individual experience for the monsters that you defeat uh, and or social encounters that you handle right. uh, as well. So it's kind of a mix and it is kind of, you know, off the cuff as I see fit. So is <laughs> the way I do a lot of things. <laughs> do we get negative experience for bad social encounters like, you know, Celeste? Well, I, 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 I suppose theoretically, out well. theoretically, you could end with zero experience. <laughs> because you took a situation and made it worse, yeah. Or because you didn't successfully get something done or accomplished. But generally, for every, <laughs> every kind of encounter, you guys are getting some form of experience for. Did you guys have uh, Emily, John, or Leland more questions? I have something from Mike Caldwell. He says... I want to commend all of you on the amazing role-playing you did in episode 23. Elena and Emily especially did a wonderful job playing out the dream sequence and aftermath. Bill and John also stayed very true to character. John cracked me up when he said Shaft went back to sleep and wasn't interested in Gozer's dream. (laughs) Typical Shaft. (laughs) Bill made me burst out laughing with his line to Elena saying, Well, the suspense isn't killing him, so do something. (laughs) (laughs) That's a quotable right there. Yeah. yeah, I could even tell before Elena responded, Leland had edited out a long period of silence. <laughs> Hilarious. Shush. He doesn't edit gaps out of... gaps of silence. Never. <laughs> Never. He said he also has a clarification for Leland regarding cover. During the episode, Leland stated the rules correctly, but called each level the wrong thing, which could confuse listeners. Leland said there were partial half and cover, and full cover, sorry, uh, minor mistake, but they're actually half, three quarters, and total. Oh, okay. just keep the wording right, right. yeah, they yeah. Do all your other, i knew i wasn't getting those names right too when i was doing them but it's okay and and i think that is something that like i said before i think that's something we don't take advantage of enough or i think people tend to forget about you know ducking behind a wagon or, or behind a wall to uh to or under a bed 
Yeah. Or under a bed, yes. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, that's something I think we need to utilize a little bit more. Yeah. Like, Shaft can stand by the bed and have uh, three-quarter cover, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. Depends on whether whether he's on the stool or not. (laughs) Well, it also depends a lot with the the terrain that you guys are in, too. And it does help when I do happen to have a roll 20 map uh, put together for you guys to to be on. that would would require us it helps being visualizing. where you want us to be. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and we're not constantly in desert areas. But I mean, yeah. like like Bryn, depending on what's around, you can you could literally uh, duck behind something, get full cover, total cover, and then on your turn move out of that cover, fire at something, and then move right back into it. Right? Yeah. You can break, yep. you can break right. up all your actions like that. So absolutely. Yeah. Mm. I should be doing that more than that'd I be do. helpful for Faldron too, because I now you, you would probably you can't disengage as a you like I have bonus actions. No, falls falls that you disengaging falls yeah falls and you can absolutely do the same thing. All of you can oh, do the same thing. Oh, you could. Right? Oh, right. really? Disengaging okay. is when you're in melee range. I have like right? the bonus action hide, so I didn't know if that's different. Uh, well, so so taking the hide action that would allow you to possibly get advantage on an attacker that can't see you. So that's the distinction. If you just use your movements to like, say move behind like a, a box or, or, right. uh, or a cart, any ranged enemy trying to hit you on the other side of that wagon, like you would have total cover. No, right? no, no. I draw the line at wagon. Like <laughs> <laughs> not in the wagon behind oh, okay, the wagon. Okay, okay. Whereas if you want to try and hide, um, you do need to be obscured somehow and like if someone sees you duck behind a cart, you can't like okay, I'm gonna hide and then try to get advantage on the next round, right? Like yeah, it's 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 kind of I don't know. I always find the hide action is kind of weird and hard to use, but yeah, I haven't really used it much. Anyway, we have any more questions? Yeah, we have uh, one from Jessica. She says she asks us, "Which do you enjoy more, combat stuff or storytelling and role play?" Uh, role play. Depends. Is Shaft <laughs> pissing me off or not? <laughs> I, I still enjoy the role play. <laughs> I like I like attacking. I like fighting. But I think when I listen back, I like listening to the role play better. Yeah. Yeah. If it's role play where I'm doing something like Blake Lakely's office, I loved that because I was like doing something while I role played. I wasn't just standing there, but. I like the development of the character as things are changing and your characters grow in and new things are happening and they and they change throughout the, the adventure. You know, I think if we listen back, uh, we're at what, episode 30-ish now? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go back and listen to your the first ones again, uh, the characters are a little different. They've changed. I know, I want to go back yeah. and start listening yeah. from the very beginning. I, I did. Looking for quotes, I listened to one and two, and it, it is really... Is it rough? Are they rough it, episodes? It, <laughs> Probably. A little bit, yeah. Probably. Just, just everybody finding their character and, and figuring out what's going on. Right. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, honestly, it's interesting. some of my favorite moments are literally just leaning back in my chair as you guys <laughs> are talking to each other in character. Like, I fucking love that. I think, um, yeah, I, I like the role play because I it's more challenging to me. It's It's more of a... It's something that I'm actively trying to get better at and growing in all the time. So I like that challenge. I certainly feel a lot more comfortable in combat. It's easier for me. Right. 
So I guess I don't I don't know which is more fun. I do like a bit of a challenge, but the combat is fun too. Yeah, well, I I think I'm getting better at making combat more varied, at least. I think combat, if it's more fun, like if it's a question of what's more fun, I think I have more fun in combat. But I do, like, I literally just shoot an arrow or stab with a rapier. Like, it's not as interesting. Yeah, I think that's why, for me, combat is is fun because I've got all these different spells that I can pick from. And it's like, you know, kid in a candy shop. And, like, I sit here waiting for my turn thinking I'm going to get a hit, and then I roll and I don't hit, and that's not fun. No, yeah. But well, I think role you, play you can is... role play in combat, too, right? Yeah. I jumped adding, on the guy's head, yeah. I jumped up. So I think the answer, yeah, yeah, if it's more fun, adding role play to any situation makes it more fun. So I think it's definitely, it's a role playing game. The whole thing is you role playing. I think that's what makes it fun. Yeah. And I think it's also really interesting for me to see... You know, what's this new bad guy that Leland's cooked up for us that I've never heard of before? And listening to him describe what it is that we've just stumbled upon and, you know, figuring out what big nasty stuff it's going to try to do to us. That's exciting and entertaining and interesting, too. I am a master wordsmith. Because... (laughs) (laughs) Humble, too. Yeah. (laughs) Bling Legley is not one to be humble. <laughs> That's definitely not to take away when you get that big hit and you do massive damage yeah. and you take something down. That That's a thrill, too. Yeah, true. Hey, uh, Gil Mello just posted on Twitter. He got his daughter her first uh, character and set of dice for D&D, and she's going to be a wood elf rogue. Yes. Oh. Name her Bryn. Do it. Very good. Oh, I hope he doesn't <laughs> let her listen to this. <laughs> oh, what? Oh. Teacher also. Nah, he's a terrible. responsible father. <laughs> Bryn keeps it PG, kids. This is true. It, Bryn does. <laughs> we have uh, one more question I guess we can finish off with. Um, this is more so directed at Emily John. Emily and John. How do you keep from metagaming? For example, when you might know the different kinds of monsters that we're running into that are being thrown at us from Leland, um, knowing that, you know, this monster may have this weakness or that weakness or strength or resistance. And then more broadly, really anything about the world that you might know from playing D&D before. Do you build characters that have a bit more knowledge to make it easier? So saying that, you know, Shaft and Gozer already kind of know these sorts of things from past experiences, so it's less metagaming. Have you guys thought about that? Yeah, I think, well, Emily, you want to go first? Well, it's easier for me than it is for you because you're the one that reads all the books and everything. Um, I've read, like, D&D novels, but I haven't read a whole lot of um, Monster Monster Manual and the um, Dungeon Master Guide and all that stuff. So I really don't know that much other than things that I have come across before. And most of those things are common things that I've come across or things we have not come across in this campaign, like dragons and whatnot. I've caught myself a few times, Gozer would say something, and I'm like, oh, wait a second, does she actually know that? Like, uh, would Gozer know that she needed that cleric in order to get her hit point max back up? Mm, right. Uh, the orcs, I would assume, um, since they're fighting all the time, they would have some kind of shaman or cleric or something, and then she would know she feels bad. Priest is the one that fixed that. That's That's what Gozer knows, so... It it is hard. It's it, it's hard to to uh, think about that. But fortunately, Gozer's kind of an idiot, 
And so I just go with the assumption that she doesn't know much. But I think I think the way I approach it is you got to realize that your character has lived a little bit and seen things in the world, right? So if it's something that I feel that maybe Shaft has experienced, I'll ask Leland, have I seen anything like this before, right? Uh, and if he says, no, you've not experienced this, then I go at it uh, completely in the dark. Like, I wouldn't know that fire is going to hurt it, or I wouldn't know that, that you know. I tr- Matter of fact, I think I brought this up before. I probably go too far the other way, so it doesn't seem like I know. So I think you just got to feel it out and make it be believable. You're telling a story in, in this world, and, and you don't want to make it uh, too obvious that you might know something in you know, reality. Fortunately, Leland's been throwing stuff at us that I've never encountered before, so I really am as clueless as Gozer is about these things. Well, I mean, you could look at the bowl, right? The bowl is a metal bowl, right? So you could surmise that we're smart enough to know, you know, even though the only thing I have right now is to shoot it with arrows, mm-hmm. I'm probably not doing a lot of damage to this thing. Yeah. But I'm also smart enough to know I'm not going to run down there and start poking at it with my, my rapier unless I have to. Um, but maybe some kind of magic might be a great way to stop this thing. And I don't think that's out of, you know, unreasonable for, you know, mm-hmm. any, anybody. Right. To know. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, it hasn't been a problem for me because everything's been new that we've run yeah, into for me, same. despite me having a pretty large interest in fantasy. I've read a lot of fantasy novels growing up and I've always been fascinated by fantasy, high fantasy, that sort of stuff. But I've never heard of any of these things that have been thrown at us in, I don't know if they're unique to D&D or it is, I, I haven't ever read anything that's employed these types of creatures, but. I read through some of the like regular monster manual online one day and I still don't. What? Rec- I just, just for fun. <laughs> well, cause I was thinking of DMing, remember? Yep. So I was reading through it, but, um. Not no, was no. thinking, are thinking. <laughs> And yeah, crafting. everybody comment on it Twitter just that they want seems, Elena to DM for it us sometimes. It seems scary, and I really don't know if I wanted to record it. Anyway, um, first DMing session being recorded, that's pretty scary, guys. I think you can. I think it. Twitter will agree with me. Well, you can't do any worse than me. Okay. Uh, I don't <laughs> think so. Again. Well, we could do a short session off mic. Just so Leland is get a so good it. at modesty. Anyway, I, basically, that being said, I don't recognize any of the creatures or don't remember. There's just so many and there's so much to know. And Yeah, there is. There's a lot. The Monster Manual is a, a, a good bang for your buck. That's a really big book. You pull from some other manuals, too, though, right? Like, not oh, just yeah, the, I have. Yeah. Yeah, I got like Volos and Mordekainen's Tome. And, um, there's tons of stuff. Yeah, there. there's so many. There's, so there's many other yeah resources. Right. It's kind of fascinating the amount of content that has been written for Dungeons and Dragons, and Dungeons and Dragons is only just one slice of the pie of RPGs, right? Yeah, right. and or fantasy. Yeah. So, and, and I mean to wrap it up, I think you can screw that up accidentally. You try your best not to. Yeah. Yeah. It's, right. We're trying there's to been, catch each other. There's if been we met lots of yeah, lots of creature lore and things that i've used that are not right (laughs) or that i've interpreted differently than what is you know actually printed and then i kind of go back and like refer refresh i'm like oh i didn't do that right (laughs) whoop but it doesn't matter because it's 
it's our game. It's 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 yeah. how we're doing right. it, so it, it doesn't matter. And it's still serving the same purposes and the same plot arcs and the same cool things happening that that I want them to, and then that you guys are, get to experience. And so it it all ultimately doesn't matter. What's a plot arc? I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll never get to experience one. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I, I, I guess I would say to you two, if we came upon a Medusa, you have knowledge of what yeah, Medusa is. That would be I'd have How would you approach oh, it? I'd Frank. have to pause for a second and remind and myself Google. that Falzerin does not know that, you know, he's potentially gonna turn into stone here if he's not careful. Is that what Medusa does? I feel dumb yeah. right now. I don't know what it's Medusa does. Snake hair lady. I know snake hair, Greek that's mythology. all I know. Yeah, yeah. What'd she do? She turns She's the people. one where she got her head cut off. I didn't take the Greek mythology yeah. course in high school. Perseus uses shiny shield and turned her to stone. But uh, so that things like that, then you you should immediately be like, okay, what do I know about this, Leland? And then I'll yeah. get you. To, I'll get you to do a check, and and then I'll apply whatever you roll. And then, well, so what what I would do is I would take that roll, and even if you rolled poorly, I would also weigh it against how. Uh, well-known or infamous common, the yeah. monster right or common that the monster you're fighting is um, and even in even in a fantasy world things like dragons and and medusas and the, the, those these are things that are written about too right yeah so yeah if they're ever unsure of how falzerin or brin or shaft or goza would react to something and yeah just get a check and then you got something to go off of at least i need to do more checks yeah yeah yeah, I think the big thing the for a wizard and and for Falzrin is if there are if there are monsters that have resistances or immunities to spells that he has, is he could be burning spell slots trying to figure that out. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And thematically, you would probably do that. Right. Even even if you knew yeah. it, it took yeah. cold but damage. The, but you, mechanically, and, that's not balanced, and that's why right. you have the skill checks. Yeah, that's right. And I think. Something I'm learning is that I'm I need to I always forget that I can do skill checks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, I, I I'll start doing a better job of asking you for them. It would be works. helpful for us because, yeah. like, we after the fact often are discussing and we're like, we should have done an insight or a perception or well, okay, and those are yes. Now we don't think of it. You're right. You're right. Yeah, and it's a there hard are, habit to get into. And there are yes, and there are times where it. It doesn't seem appropriate for me to ask you to do. I know. In, in in particular, insight and perception. I know. Well, yeah. If if there's something that it, you know, yeah. If if there's a situation where you know someone's hiding in a bush and we're walking down the path and you're like, okay, you know, well, you don't okay. want you don't want to in, give in away something. Sure. In situations like those, that's why passive ability scores exist, right? Yeah. yeah. And I understand that, like, it's different when it's recorded too. Yeah. Because I think just like in real life, being noobs to this, it might be a little bit more of a like hand holding for a little bit. And then, okay, this many sessions you should know, which maybe we should, but we still have only had so many sessions, some of them being shorter too. I don't know. I know it's like 30 episodes. We've only but... played 12 times together. Like we've gotten together for 12 of our sessions to play. Yeah, that's not that many sessions. In a month in between a session, it's hard to... To it's maybe a long time. remember long those time. little habits, yeah. Thank so. God, thank God, it is recorded. Otherwise, we'd have no yeah. idea what's going on in the story. Yeah, yeah that's be, so true. We're kind of hard. pampered in that sense. Yeah. That I mean, you guys, you guys have been 
in a thunderstorm for the last five episodes. <laughs> 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 I think that was the last time the weather got rolled. Or so. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't know. So then we have three-quarter cover. <laughs> it is interesting. We recorded last night, and it was the first time in, what, six, five or six weeks? A long time. Yeah. Almost a month. Yeah, 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 long time. Uh, we had a lot of vacations and things in there, but this is the closest we've ever came to actually the release of a an episode versus where we just started recording. Yeah. Yep, we were yeah, all caught is. up. We are listening. on the knife's edge of running out of content. <laughs> yeah, we are three episodes in the bag, and then this no, we have makes four. two episodes in the bag. Oh my gosh, and then this. <laughs> Because yeah, of that, thanks so, to the, that snafu and, uh, we had last night. On top of that, we recorded for over two hours last night, and about an hour of it was not recorded on Bill and I's mic. Yes. Yeah. Bill and my mic. Mishaps happened. So we don't really know what happened, but we lost like a whole episode's worth of content on our end. Yeah, That's so our first big time of that happening, this, though. This... Uh, we don't even have an, have yeah. released yet. Um, Uh-oh, all the, dog, the, the words are going to be barking. Talking about right now, right? Oh yeah! At, at the time of recording this after party, twenty eight and twenty nine have not even dropped right. yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that you know, we're trying to get ahead though. That's part. Hopefully, of it. there's no burning listener questions for any of those episodes. I mean, we can we can talk about them on a future episode. Yeah, of course. After party. We could. Yeah. I, th- I want everyone to get hyped for episode 30 because I'm pretty excited about it. Woo! Yeah, I wanna, I'm wanna. i excited to go back to e- and edit and, and put it all together. So yeah. this uh, this episode you're talking about, that's not going to be in. That's going to release right episode after this. Episode 30 is the right? next one after this, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And it's, okay. uh, my name isn't Pep, so it doesn't rhyme like Pepisode, but it's like a Brinpisode. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brain fun. Is that your first time you've had your one-on-one? Uh, yeah, with, right. With Leland. Yeah, because I was left out of all the solo, solo sessions stuff. except for yeah. Brain. The, I mean, we had the little on mic, just you and I, for for going all those items. But yeah, and this one turned into something pretty significant, and I wasn't expecting it to to it well, change the course. I didn't of know events. how long it was going to take, so it, it ended up being. Just long enough where we could make it into a bit of a shorter episode, which is good because we clearly need the content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we didn't know how long it would take, but I would. I have certainly. Oh my god, why am I blank on this word? You can edit out the pause. Yes, so don't it's all going to edit out. I would certainly <laughs> encourage all of your characters, or all of you as players, to think in situations where we can get more of these cool solo full episodes because it was really fun. It was and cool. I, I think it's going to turn out really good. It surprised me how easily D&D can be like one-on-one with the DM and still work. And uh, it was yeah. really fun. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say. Get hyped. I assume this is something we shouldn't listen to. Um, it depends. It depends where when next time we play. By it, the time it's, it depends. By the it's, time it's released. Yeah. By the time it's released. I'm not going to withhold any information I've already decided, but by, by the time it comes out. Uh, we'll have already played another session. I think you guys could probably listen. We'll address that off mic, but yeah. I think that it's it's something that's really fun, and I hope you guys are able to listen to it and enjoy it, and then I hope you guys get a shot to do this yourself as well, because it's a cool character highlight and a lot of role-playing by yourself that's unaffected unaffected by, you know, idiots like Shaft and stuff. So. <laughs> Poor Shaft. <laughs> Just digging into Shaft this episode. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, I will Not say, John I'm- Shaft. 
session 30 and 31 are going to be two really cool episodes, I think. Yeah, get hyped. Anyway, I had to like pre-hype it because I think it's <laughs> going to be cool. And that's coming off of session 28, which I think is literally my favorite so session cool. that we've yeah. ever had. <laughs> it's my favorite, too. Oh, I love that was such a fun fucking episode to, to record and, and play. So I, I have a question for the listener, if anybody's going to respond back and let us know what they think about all this hidden information and things between characters. Do they think that adds uh, adds to the podcast? Is it uh, is this something that uh, the listener feels is, is a yeah. right? Is it working, or are you just as confused? Who knows what as I am? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a good. Uh, I'd be really, really, really interested to hear what what people's thoughts are because you know we've blathered on on numerous occasions now about whether we like it and what we think about it and everything, but. It'd be nice to hear uh, some feedback from other people who are listening. Yeah. yeah. I want some fan theories, too. Feedback after episode 30, because it's going to be tight. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> we'll take feedback whenever you want to give it to us. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, 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 please, picky. please, please hold off on the glut of feedback as we pump cannot handle it <laughs> I need my tires pumped a little bit. <laughs> You're going to have to think up a cool name for that one. Oh, shoot. Okay, I got one more thing to say. Yeah. Happy day after your birthday, Lee. Oh, yeah. Happy belated. And this, is, this is going to be like three weeks yeah, after it's all right. this drop. Oh, yeah. By the time episode uh, 31 comes out, that we were recording 31 on Leland's birthday. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he wanted was, to hang out with us. I blame your birthday for the technical errors, Leland. On his, on his 40th birthday and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and you know, actually, that reminds that reminds me, we did not hit our goal. The arbitrary goal, July 15th. That's all right. Our listeners still love us. We were very close. Even though they haven't. And it was just. Forced their mom and dad and their grandma and grandpa to download all our episodes. <laughs> we were pretty close. Yeah. And actually, Emily, your prediction of the outcome of the end of yesterday was like three downloads off for your prediction <laughs> so we were only 16 go. away that's pretty good then that's pretty good we do all right i'm happy with anybody who's enjoying the show wow we gotta set goals for ourselves even though my mom won't listen to it my goal is to get a participation trophy me. no we i don't hand out participation trophies either you get <laughs> first place ribbon or nothing I kind of figured that was true. <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we wrap her up? Yeah. Happy belated, yeah, Leland. So. Thank you very much. Wrapped up with a bow. Here you go. Mm, thanks. This is everything we got you. Can you see it? <laughs> <laughs> wow, the present, the box is so big. I know. Yeah. It fits. That's what he said? What? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a perfect place to end it right there. <laughs> And that's our show. Our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. For your own musical inquiries, contact jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. All other music and ambient noise is courtesy of tabletopaudio.com. The Encouragement Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. Visit criticalhitdesign.com for all of your graphic design needs. You can find more info on the characters and world at encouragementparty.com. Enjoying the show? Have any questions or rules corrections? Email us. Contact at encouragementparty.com or reach out on social media. 
The Incurgible Party on Facebook and Instagram. At Incurgible Par on Twitter. Using the hashtag AfterPartyIP for a shout out during our behind the screen after party episodes that drop every fourth release. Happy adventuring! Well, I have been Leland Steele. I've been. <laughs> that was. That, that was, was Fitz. That was our dog. I've been Bill. I'm Elena. <laughs> That's Emily. Okay, laughing. okay, hold on. Okay, you, okay. If you're going to. This will yeah, be the right. after after part. Uh, yes, I think so. We may have to redo that whole outro because I can't keep in you hysterically laughing and take out the dog barking. It's, it's past Emily's bedtime. Ooh, buddy. Did we have Did we have an order to this actually? Uh, Did we have a what? An order? Oh, I don't an think order. So. We I never have so. an order. It's like this. We okay. have a standing order for resting, which we never which we remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm Leland Steele. I'm, I'm Bill. Emily. <laughs> <laughs> what is the freaking order? <laughs> I, I think I, th- I think Leland should go last because because he usually says and I'm. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right, we're done. So, so, so. John, Emily, Bill, Elena. Leland. Hold on a second. I need. <laughs> no, this is definitely got to go at the end at this point. <laughs> it's gonna be like a three-minute blooper reel. Oh my god! Yeah, we needed a good blooper. That was reel. a perfect. One. I actually I forgot to put a blooper on the end of eight, and I had to re-upload it oh last gosh. night. Yeah. What blooper did you choose? Idiot! Uh, we were talking about Bill's nodes. <laughs> oh yeah! Yes. I, gotta, I gotta listen to that. Emily's yeah. still laughing. Are you what, good? What, what's the We're order? gonna do John, Emily, Bill, Elena, Leland. Okay. All right. Okay. So we're wrapping it up. I've been John and Shaft. I've been Emily. I, oh wait. I've been Bill and Falzerin. <laughs> I'm Elena. <laughs> I screwed and up. And I'm <laughs> Leland Steele. <laughs> I'm the one who said the order, and I screwed up. <laughs> I can't. Maybe we should just leave this all in. This is so ridiculous. This is too. <laughs> ah. <laughs> That's too much to leave in. That's too much to leave in. Professional podcasting right here. I think it I think it's on brand for sure. I think it's on brand. <laughs> My face hurt. Okay. Mu- music swells. We're there done. we go. Okay. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. We're just not I'm gonna stopping. sign off. <laughs> yeah. I- we we we've been going four minutes after we said let's wrap it up.